0: I do feel like this may actually be the episode that ends up being a double.
1: Yes, potentially. Because there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. So let's jump right into it. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Potter Nonsense,
0: a podcast with Faye and Ray. Welcome to Potter Nonsense. I'm Faye.
1: And I am Ray. And uh, on tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about friendships, particularly female friendships in the Potterverse. Yes. Um, we unfortunately do not have a lot
0: of examples of them existing.
1: And therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. So we've got okay. So let's let's start with our like golden trio femininity which is Hermione yeah Hermione it never really seems to bond with the girls in her grade right from the start yeah um I've I've
0: got a couple of notes here and one of them is Hermione has no friends in her dorm
1: no she doesn't she doesn't seem to really get along with any of them Mostly because I think for the first three or four books she's written as a stuffy know-it-all who's the goody-goody and no one wants to be friends with her Mm. other than Harry and Ron. And they're really only friends with her because they feel guilty that they almost got her killed.
0: Like, yeah, they're not particularly nice to Hermione through the beginning, like, couple of books. She's basically their at-school mum.
1: Yeah. Like she tells them when to do the homework, how to do the homework, when to eat, when not to eat, when to do stupid things and when not to do stupid things. She's, she's the mum friend, which there's nothing wrong with mum friends. I have plenty of mum friends. But But usually you are nice to your
0: mum friends.
1: Yeah. Uh, they're not. And Uh, I mean, granted, they do come to appreciate and love Hermione as a sister or, in Ron's case, not a sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, for the start, she kind of is ostracised by basically everybody, which means she doesn't form any female friend and female attachments, which is really
0: tough. As as much as she may be ostracised, she also may just harbour a fairly healthy disdain for the other girls in in their class. Mm. You do get the sense that she, even before Lavender and Ron got together, she really did not like Lavender and Pavarti.
1: No, she didn't like Lavender and Pavarti. Like she
0: thinks of them as inferior to her, which is interesting because that's one of the few um, female friendships that we actually see.
1: Yeah, Lavender Brown and Pavati Patel being like super best friends right from the word go. Mm.
0: Um,
1: And, yeah, you're right, Hermione does sort of look down on them because their main interest in what, like when we see them, is divination, which Hermione sees as a lesser subject because it's more to do with intuition than actual intellect. Yes. Um, So Hermione,
0: yeah. It's, It's honestly a very feminine area of magic, like, even even in, like, if, if we thought of a fortune teller, teller or a psychic or anything like that, unless you're specifically thinking, hey, John Edwards, if you grew up in the 90s and 2000s um, and saw that uh, fraud on TV, like, your image is of a lady.
1: Yeah, like a, an old lady with a crystal ball in front of her, Uh, Drinking tea and... uh, Mm. Or like a younger lady who owns a crystal shop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, quite honestly, they have the right idea to be fair. Mm. But, yeah. So, yeah,
0: which um, plays into one of the things that I have written down is that the only women that are ever really presented as a positive, like in a positive light are women who do not fit into traditionally feminine roles aside from Molly Weasley because she's the perfect mother.
1: Yeah. Like uh, Hermione's not a tomboy tomboy by any, like not a stereotypical tomboy. That kind of came when we had Ginny uh, who grew up with six brothers Mm. and uh, she really had no other choice to be rough and tumble, which nothing wrong with that. I've got friends who are the middle and youngest children of, Boys, and it's hard not to want to end up like that, or it's hard not to have their sort of influence rub off on you, which is fine. Gender is a social construct that is there to serve a purpose. As to what that purpose is, I'm still yeah. unsure. Um, but Hermione doesn't seem to fit into the extremities of tomboy, and she doesn't really seem to fit into the extremities of femininity, but she also has this weird judgment about both ends of the spectrum.
0: Do you think that Hermione is J.K. Rowling's self-insert character?
1: I feel like yes. I've thought that for a really long time, which I have, I love Hermione and I love the way she's written. Sometimes she's a little bit wooden and sometimes she's a little bit, oh, I'm just going to do what the boys do just to make sure that they don't get into trouble. Um, but, yeah, I, I would 100% like agree that Hermione is J.K. Rowling as she either sees herself or saw herself as a child. Mm. Which is fine. Because she's one of
0: the characters that doesn't really fall into a stereotype in the way that a lot of the female characters do. Yes. Which does feel like when, when you're dealing with that kind of, those kind of constructs around there, the one that feels more fully realised is probably the one that the writer identifies with.
1: Yes, Um, which like fully realised is something that I do really appreciate about Hermione because we don't get a Mm. stereotype attached to her other than bookish nerd. Um, Yes. We don't get a, a gendered stereotype. She's just the bookish character that would rather have their head in their studies than actually in the real world, which is a stereotype that is seen across the board of both male and female and they're otherwise characters Mm.
0: um yeah so because we brought up ginny and her tomboyishness i also wrote ginny has no friends in her dorm
1: no you don't really see her talking to anybody other than hermione harry and ron she doesn't seem to and luna she yeah is luna in her grade
0: Luna's in her grade, but not in her dorm because Luna's in
1: Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah, she doesn't seem to, again, Ginny doesn't seem to connect with anyone other than uh, those closest to her, which is fair, Um, but also male characters. You see that she has a couple of, like, boyfriends here and there. Uh, Yes,
0: she goes out with, is it Michael Corner? Michael Corner. Fleur also. Fleur took him to the Yule Ball. Yes, that's right. And then the following year Ginny dated him and then dated Dean Thomas and then got with Harry.
1: That's right, yeah. Mm. Yes. But she's never seen But yeah,
0: Ginny Ginny is Ginny is definitely the cool girl as um described in Gorn Girl. Yeah, she is.
1: She's okay with everything. She likes to watch sport and I can't even remember the quote now, but, yes, it's a very good quote. Mm, she'll eat a burger. <laughs> yeah. But ne- never never, gain any weight. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Gone Girl, Gone Girl had some really good points about that sort of person that you come across in your life or mm. may have been that person in your life. I know for a lot of high school, I uh, – was very much on the side of oh yeah i'm the cool girl i will let them do anything like you know i don't get mad i don't get you know upset i don't get this i don't get that i love sports i love this it was like where who was i
0: <laughs> i mean everyone everyone is under pressure to be the cool girl and like it's it's just a matter of how well you manage to actually attain it yeah like, and then you realize that that is an issue that exists, and then you move out of it because you've grown up and understand that you are an individual person, and also no dick is worth this.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so yeah, Ginny Weasley does fall prey to that whole cool girl, tomboy archetype, archetype, one of the boys type archetype. Mm. Um, and I mean, I like. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, throughout high school, two of my best friends were uh, boys, Lyndon and and James. Mm. But I did also still have female friends in, like, Shannon and Paige. Like, there was it was a it was a balance. On my other podcast, Down Down Under, um,
0: I those those are I do that show with two people that I went to school with. Um, one of the one of them, B Shan, like, we met in. I met him in year eight, but I also met his now wife in year eight, um,
1: oh, wow. and I
0: was like on equal levels friends with both of them. Yeah, yeah. And you know that that's like I, I like no shade to I, people should be friends with a variety. of of genders is my main thinking here. Um, I think so. I This uh, is going to be a weird statement, but I don't know my brother that well. <laughs> 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 and this is because um, there is a nearly seven-year age gap between us and yeah. he moved interstate when he was 15 because he got into a boarding school. That boarding school was all boys. I don't know how that's affected him because like we are, you know, effectively acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> so but like I've there's a lot of research that goes into the fact that um girls thrive when they have access to female friendship and boys th- thrive in a mixed environment.
1: Yes. Yeah because so like yeah I think I know which article like it was in an article um mm -hmm. boys thrive better in a mixed environment because they uh, can see the other side so to speak of the story like they in a in just a male dominated environment they just see that testosterone and they just see the, I'm a man, blah, 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 hear me roar. Um, But when they're in a mixed environment, they can see the other side of, you know, they can sit down and have a chat with a softer, Mm. so to speak, for lack of a better term, uh, out view, outlook on things. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas um, girls
0: who go to all girls schools, um, they tend, they actually tend to do better than girls who go to mixed schools but that which is an interesting thing but um girls will always know (laughs) um what it's like to be a guy because that's most of media yes yes that's very true but yeah it is it is um honest honestly it reflects pretty um strongly on our society that like boys thrive best at the expense of women
1: well yes sad but sad but that
0: that is the world <laughs> because, that we live in yeah yeah it, it's just it looking at the that study that said that girls do better in an all-girls environment and boys do better in a mixed environment but obviously the girls in the mixed environment are going to do worse yeah by by the results of that thing, that's that's that just really, really boils it
1: down, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of. A little bit. I mm-hmm. I have never been to an all-girls school. I never went to an all-girls school. I went to a mixed environment school. Um so I don't really have anything to go by. I don't have anything to compare it mm-hmm. to. Um but I do know that the female friendships that I had there probably made the world of difference in high school then I mean they also brought mm. in a lot of trouble because high school girls can be brutal uh when boys get mm. thrown into the mix um I mean and that's not mm. even just like an internalized misogyny thing it's it's high school girls are taught from an early age to compete with each other instead of oh work yes with yeah. each other Um, particularly when I was at school, which was in the two thousands where we, we don't have, we didn't have as much social media telling girls, Hey, this is wrong. Let's, you know, be one team. Um, it was, it was very much a, if that girl didn't like you, it was generally because of something you had done to do with a boy and it was a competition. Mm. Everything was a competition. Um, Mm. but uh,
0: yeah, I personally think that, um, In all situations, um, it's probably better for kids to go to school in a co-ed environment because the real world is a co-ed environment and you're going to have to put up with this shit sooner or later.
1: You are. And it's easier to handle when you grow up with it than being thrown into the workforce and have to go, oh my God, I have to work with men. How do I do this? Um, Mm. Or vice versa. Oh Um, my gosh, I have to work with women. How do I do this? (laughs)
0: This is, this is going to be a weird <laughs> – we're going to have a um, moment of weird Adelaide things. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the primary school that I went to, you had basically two main options and then there was the route that I went. Um, the two main options were to go from that school to either Marymount if you were a girl or Sacred Heart if you were a boy. Um, this was just in a middle school context <laughs> Okay. because when you finished year nine, you both went to Sacred Heart High School for year 10, 11, and 12, which was right. co-ed. So basically they separated these kids for the, let's see, six, seven, eight, nine. So the four years. What? in which they would learn what all of their junk did and then they would throw them together when they were 15 and 16 years old.
1: Jesus, that's just asking for trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah, Catholics are ha- weird. Oh, <laughs> man, it was Catholic? Yes, it was Catholic. Oh, I guess with a name like Sacred Heart. Mer- Mary Mountain Sacred Heart, yes. Mary Mount, yeah, <laughs> We have a Marymount on the Gold Coast as well. But yeah, Marymount um, shut down. I think two years ago now. So now they all just go to Sacred Heart um, straight off the bat. Which seems yeah. better?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that does. I literally went from preschool to primary school, changed schools in primary school, and then went from middle or primary school to secondary school at the one place or two places. Mm. Um, so yeah, my primary school only went up to year five, huh?
0: Because they were because they were feeding into the Catholic high schools, right? Um, which was an interesting thing. But um, I ended up going to a different primary school for two years because when my again going with the big age gap between my brother and me, <laughs> yeah, um, he started reception when I was going into year six so mum just sent me to the same primary school that she was sending him to which had year six and seven there so I just went went to an Anglican school randomly for two years before getting what? plopped right back into Catholic
1: school what <laughs> is reception um prep oh okay yeah we call it prep we call it pre-service. yeah we call it rece-
0: we call it reception here
1: that is weird why <laughs> so yeah, th-
0: I don't know because you're received. I don't honestly. It's weird, and I don't get it. Um, Adelaide's but yeah, weird. Yeah, um, four and five year olds are in reception, and then so it's after kindergarten but before like year one.
1: Right. Okay, that uh, that clears that up because I had no idea what that was. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I realized as I said it that you were going to ask.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I was like already yes. like I don't need to have another tangent in this in this story so I'll just wait for it to actually um, be asked.
1: <laughs> yes, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yes, now that we have uh, accepted that we tangented a lot, let's yes. uh, bring that back to – um, uh, do we have anything else to think
0: regarding Ginny and like who else is even a Gryffindor in her year? Like, girls. Like, we know about. Of the Gryffindors that we know about in Ginny's year, I think it's just Ginny and Colin Creevy.
1: Uh.
0: Yep. It's also Actually, weird to think that Colin Creevy was in all of Ginny's classes.
1: Uh, hold on. Oh no, Romilda Vane was in Yeah, oh, Romilda Vane. Oh, was she in that year? I was no, never
0: I... sure what age Romilda Vane was.
1: No, I I, I really think um you yeah, know, I think Romilda was in um the their grade. Harry's grade. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was
0: sort of unclear cuz she came out of nowhere. It's like is she from a different year or yeah is no 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 she... Romilda
1: Vane is in Harry's year level, along with Eloise Midgen, uh Parvati Patel, Lavender Brown, Hermione Granger. They're in, they're the ones in Gryffindor. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's five and five for that year level, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is hmm. I feel like there'd be like some years where there's like all boys in, in one house in one year, or all girls. Like,
1: just yeah, because I don't of, know.
0: You know the,
1: well, Hufflepuff. The subjectivity Hufflepuff. of yeah, mm, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff was like that. Um, Hufflepuff in Harry's year only had Hannah Abbott, Susan Bones, and Megan Jones, and
0: Ernie McMillan and Justin finch Fletcherly.
1: Ernie McMillan, Justin finch Fletcherly, Wayne Hopkins, and Zachariah Smith. Yeah. Slytherin girls in their year was Pansy Parkinson, Daphne Greengrass, and Millicent Bulstrode. Mm. And the boys were there were any Dragon boys Barboy? aside
0: from. Oh, yeah, they uh, had a few more boys then. Because there was um, Crab, Goyle, um...
1: Theodore Knott, Blaze Zambini. Yeah.
0: Yep. Was Theodore not in Slytherin?
1: Yeah, he was. He's a pureblood family. Okay. Um, what what yes. house
0: was Terry Boot in?
1: I always remember Terry Boot. Terry Boot was in Ravenclaw. Is he Ravenclaw? Yeah, okay. Terry Boot, along with Anthony Goldstein, Michael Corner, Kevin Entwistle and Stephen Cornfoot. Ginny Weasley does like an older boy. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's got a type.
0: Yeah, it's like older, but not, but not, not that much older. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, like, I mean, of the girls in Hermione's dorm, she's not friends with mm. any, any of them. No, she's not. But to be fair, Ramilda Vane isn't friends with any of them either. She's friends with Cho Chang. Um, and Eloise Midgen was teased and picked on. So, you know, you're kind of screwed if you don't get along with your dorm mates straight away. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which is why I think that Ginny doesn't have any friends in her dorm. Like, we we discussed this when we talked about – actually, I think it was last episode we were discussing this, that um. Ginny probably has no friends in her dorm because she was the weird kid who was sleepwalking and shit and returning to their dorm covered in blood.
1: <laughs> yes. There is also a high chance that there are no other girls in her dorm room and she's there by herself. That's also possible because we know nothing. It's true, mm. we don't really get told a lot. Um, but yeah, there is a distinctive lack of uh, a distinctive lack of lack of female friendships in Harry Potter, but also like a distinctive lack of just sort of femininity yeah, in the, general. Yeah, uh,
0: the strongest. Which I mean, the strongest sense of femininity we get is like I guess Umbridge is the very beginning. Like that—that's this vicious take on femininity. Yeah, but she's not good femininity. No, no. She's femininity like... is not considered good. The mm. other person is Fleur. Fleur is the only. Oh yes. Like, if if we're if we're not talking about specifically motherly femininity, Fleur is the only really feminine character that we get to really know. Like Parvati and Lavender, we, they're, they're very peripheral. Fleur is feminine and that femininity is considered bad. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Like
0: bad on a level that is, that they, we are definitely given the idea that it is completely justified to constantly mock her, to call her names, to treat her terribly. While she is a guest in their home, mm, their home, mm-hmm. like, it's, okay. Fleur comes to stay with her fiancé's family. It's fucking cold. It's damp. <laughs> She's not used to this. And, yep. It's, she's speaking her second language. There's no one there that she can speak her native language with. And everyone is a fucking bastard to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even, like everybody.
1: Like,
0: Molly is largely a positive character. Molly is horrific to Fleur.
1: Yeah, it's not nice. And, like, sure, sure not- Fleur
0: doesn't have the – um. Like it's really hard to tell who was the aggressor in that situation. Cause like yeah. Fleur might have said something that really rubbed Molly the wrong way. Possibly she wasn't prepared for the yeah. like ramshackle state that of the borough. And no, yes, probably like, not. Phil may have poorly prepared her for what she was in for, because you know, that's
1: just his home. He's a Weasley. Of course, of course he has poorly prepared her. (laughs) So. He's a Weasley. They don't think about anything.
0: And she, like, she was never someone who was very good at hiding the fact that she found something a little bit distasteful. So it may be that Fleur was the first one to, like, she threw the first punch by being really put off, by the fact that she was I think she was sharing a room with Ginny.
1: hmm mm. Yes. And she I was. don't imagine
0: that Fleur Delacour has yep. ever shared a room. Like I like who knows, like Bobotons probably no, prob- have like individual not. rooms for for kids. Like it seems fairly bougie.
1: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's very bougie. It's so bougie and she's already, like, and she's also from, like, a wealthy family Mm. from the look. of it. So she's
0: presented with a shared room with a grubby tomboy who hates her already for no reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, I would have thought Ginny would have been, like, dying to have a a sister by family. Honestly, like.
0: She's finally got someone who isn't her mum or, like, Hermione coming to visit in the the house with her. She should be really, really into the fact that she gets to hang out with another girl.
1: (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm.
0: Like. She hmm. should. She really should. Especially since she's so starved for female friendship in the first place because of – you know her either not having dorm mates or all of them dislike her because she's the weird kid
1: <laughs> like yeah cuz Ginny doesn't um, really
0: aside yeah, like aside from the stuff with Fleur like she doesn't give the impression that she does not like
1: other women no she really doesn't her disliking Fleur to me mm. came out of nowhere it but it also seemed like a little bit of jealousy, like these are my hmm. brothers, how dare you? Cause you never really see the Weasley boys date, except for uh Percy dating Penelope Clearwater. But even then Ginny was just kind of like ambivalent about that. Oh, Ginny saw them fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you Sentences? remember. <laughs> Sentences I, don't... I didn't think I'd hear you say. <laughs> There's a bit in um,
0: Chamber of Secrets where um, Ginny, like, is cut off when she says that she walked in on them something.
1: <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I, I don't think I thought hard enough about it to be like, oh, I... she totally saw them. I think Up, that, no like,
0: good. children are meant to interpret that as kissing. Um, but right. we're, to- we're talking about two um, 17-year-olds <laughs> who managed yeah, to find their-, find their way into an empty classroom. <laughs> Percy is a bit of
1: a fuddy-duddy, though.
0: Percy is a it bit of a fuddy-duddy, but, me. like, also, um, like, the fuddy-duddies can be the freaky ones. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Am I am I here on this day in two thousand nineteen, um, asserting that Percy Weasley fucks? I think I might be, but <laughs> I'm
1: not, I'm not. Jesus Christ! And I okay, didn't think I'd be never, here ever. saying it. But <laughs> things I never, ever, ever uh, thought I'd hear you say, ever ever (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) okay i i don't have anywhere to go from there (laughs) Uh. (sighs) but yeah
0: um there's there's a level on which i feel like we're meant to consider molly um, Ginny and Hermione's distaste for Fleur to be setting them apart as better Yeah. than Fleur um, because being any kind of traditionally feminine is definitely looked at as a bad thing in these
1: books. Uh, it is. Uh, also, being any kind of wealthy, if unless you're Harry Potter, is also frowned upon. Because mm. uh, wealth generally means you're pure blood, and pure blood generally means you're bad. Yeah, there is definitely so virtuous. That's the like, other takeaway I have from that.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a sense that there is virtuous wealth that is just had by. Harry, and then I guess later on Fred and George when they become very successful?
1: Mm. Uh, Yes, Mm. it's true. Although I really do wish I had enough money to just give my friends enough to start up a business. Yeah, Um. yeah,
0: that would be nice. Like, let's be honest, the person person who said that money can't buy happiness is um, someone who had a lot of money because they didn't know. Yeah. Um that you feel pretty happy when you feel secure in your like ability to feed and clothe and shelter yourself.
1: It's true. Money may not buy happiness, but at least it buys a stable environment mm. in which to foster happiness. <laughs> yes. Yes, because you can't be happy if you're stressed about where your next meal is going to come from, kids. Mm.
0: There was, um, like, there's that whole thesis of the good place where um, p- people would be fundamentally kinder and able to pursue uh, bettering themselves and educating themselves if they did not have the pressures of modern life. <laughs> yes. It's true, actually. <clears throat> I will agree to that. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of people who do not have time to, you know, teach teach themselves things and be ge- generally altruistic because they are concerned that they don't have enough hours
1: this week to keep their home. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's basically the... The society we live in. Also, mm. the society we live in says that you have to have certain things done by a set amount of time. And I don't think you do it all. Yeah. It's taken me a very long time to remember this. Yeah.
0: I mean, I got my learner's permit last week. I am 26.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't – I am trying to learn this myself. And I forget it sometimes. But honestly – social constructs dictate things need to be done by a certain amount of time and i don't think they exist anymore Mm. they shouldn't exist anymore uh it's really sometimes it's really hard to remember that though when you see girls that you went to high school with who are the same age as you and they have you know they've got a career they've they went to uni for and stuck with and they've gotten married engaged married children buying a house buying a car and you're like I'm just going to sit and watch TikTok for the next six hours because I don't know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's difficult, but Mm. then I wonder if they're really happy with what they're doing or whether they are just following along like they think they should be. Mm. And there's like the whole thing that we've all been scammed
0: into in the West where it's like you have to move out of your parents' house by a certain time. And it's like – this is one, a relic of a specific time and place, but also like there's nothing wrong with families sticking together and taking care of each other.
1: Mm. Yeah. No, there's not, I, I didn't move out of home till I was like 24,
0: Mm. 23. And like the, the people who are like, uh, all of these kids are not leaving their homes. The people who could afford, (laughs) a house deposit for like $5,000 when they were 18.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That makes me real mad. Mm. Whereas now like a a home deposit is like 30 grand at this point. (laughs) It's awful. Mm. And it's too much. I don't have time to save for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, Our society is not currently designed for you to save for that while you're
1: renting. (laughs) No, God, no. I also would like to see the world instead of saddling myself with a house. Mm.
0: I mean, I, I would like to own a home, but only because I would like to be able to fully control the space that I'm in.
1: Yeah, I do like that. But yeah. That would be nice, but you know, for now this works. Mm. But yeah, um,
0: I wonder if there's like, if this is the case, it was very poorly communicated. But like, mm. if women have this reaction to Fleur because she's part Vila, uh,
1: maybe there's probably a little bit of um uh speciesism it's partially speciesism
0: partially like because men definitely have this really upsetting visceral reaction to her that's like linked to the much more pronounced reaction they had to the full-blooded wheeler that were in the
1: um world cup uh presentation thing uh yes because didn't they go from being like these sweet, innocent-looking things to like wanting to rip people's heads off?
0: Yeah, once once things um were were not going Bulgaria's way, yes, but there was like that when they had their first display. It's like Harry and Ron and like all of all of the boys went into this like trance-like state where it's like I am controlled by the he- by heteronormativity and therefore my penis cannot take this. Um, Sort of situation, <laughs> and, and then that seemed to continue on with when Fleur showed up, and Ron was immediately like, She's a vealer, and, and we do end up getting mm, mm-hmm. it revealed that she is, in fact, a vealer. Like, is because it's so heteronormative, is it activating a competitiveness in the other women in the same way that it's arousing the men? Maybe,
1: actually. That's a really good take on it. I like that take.
0: I like that take. I wish that it was explored more like because otherwise it's just saying that it's totally okay to be mean to girls who, like, are feminine.
1: <laughs> well, yes. I'd like that take based on the whole, I guess, biological species side of things. Mm. The fact that we do kind of demonize prettier and feminine girls Mm. uh, as a society is kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Like I feel like
0: what would have been good was if um, like someone like Tonks had come in because like obvious bisexual Tonks who would probably be totally chill with Fleur (laughs) like pops up and is like, "Um, guys, can we not? be horrible to flirt. <laughs> yeah. But instead Tonks yeah. is presented as the woman that Molly would rather Bill was marrying.
1: Yes, because she keeps trying to shove them together in a very, very non-subtle way. Yes, yes, she does. Because um, Tonks is not
0: traditionally feminine and therefore better. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm.
1: Uh, which which would again. honestly
0: be disastrous because like Tonks has like very clearly um, stated that she doesn't know how to clean up, <laughs> and you know that you know that none of the Weasley boys know how to clean up because Molly does everything no, for them. She's Molly one of Weasleys. those mums, so they would just live in squalor together.
1: <laughs> yes, they would. Yes, they would. Um, yeah, oh, it's it's one of those things where um, uh, you probably just said this and I can't remember, but Tonks is a little bit of a tomboy. Yes. And now she's, yeah, and she's the favourited one. Mm. Wow, J.K. Rowling really didn't like, you know, feminine women. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: there's the thing where she's described the inspiration for um, – umbridge and she was talking about this teacher who like basically dressed the same way that umbridge did she does not actually establish any like negative personality traits about this woman like she literally just talks about Mm. how much she hated her because she wore pink
1: Uh, wow are we uncovering jk rowling's internalized hatred for all things feminine yeah yeah what happened to you there's a
0: lot of like internalized misogyny in jk rowling (laughs) like as much as she does like outwardly come up with like a lot of you know the girl power sort of things in there at the same time it's also falling prey to the the way that girl power was which was like a little bit also i'm not like other girls (laughs)
1: yeah mm that's not good mm. Mm. but yeah I always
0: like found that little yeah. um snippet of an interview to be very weird, like just the way she was talking like she didn't mm. she never talked about like she dressed like this and was also a really horrible person who um like put certain things onto students and was like very very um a very bad teacher or something like that. It was literally just complaints about like the way that she dressed. And it was like, I don't, I don't understand.
1: Yeah. That's weird. I haven't seen this. Mm. Maybe I need to No, I don't really want to watch this. I don't, I don't really like <laughs> listening to her talk very mm. much.
0: Like it was one thing when um, she was talking about how um, Gilroy Lockhart is based on her ex-husband.
1: Like. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, like, I, the. I, I didn't know any of this. Oh, okay. See.
0: Um, yeah, apparently yeah. he was quite a vain man. <laughs> apparently. Mm. Also very stupid. Mm. But, yeah, and obviously, like, when, when you're um, putting someone into fiction, they're always an exaggerated version of themselves, but, like. <laughs> It's just. That's a really, really big exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always just think of the line from *A Knight's Tale* was like, "I will eviscerate you in fiction," and I'm like, "Same Chaucer." Oh, yeah, <laughs> Chaucer. Good
1: old. Oh. Good old. Uh, uh, Paul Bettany. What's the actor's name? Oh, I can't yeah, Paul Bettany as Chaucer. He's my favorite. Mm. Um, that
0: mm. movie was ridiculous, Aww. and I love it so much. It was very formative to like it's, me it's, and my brother, yeah, gonna be. and like my two cousins. Like it was very big in our childhood.
1: <laughs> it is forever going to be probably my one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. Um, the day
0: that Heath Ledger died, I just I just sat down and watched it about three times back to back.
1: I watched It and I watched, uh, what's the other one? 10 Things I Heard about, about You. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's
0: another one of my favorites. Mm, also very good. Um, this <laughs> – my brother and my cousin um, used to get out their toy lightsabers and run at each other, um, huh. s- both screaming <sighs> William because obviously they didn't want to be the bad guy. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they would just have That's actually kinda of fantastic. Yeah,
0: they would just have these on foot jousting matches <laughs> over and over again and it would not get boring for them at all. <laughs>
1: that's that's actually fantastic. Yeah,
0: and obviously a toy lightsaber is the thing that most looks like a lance to a kid. So <laughs> That's actually kinda of hilarious. It was pretty great. It's it's a very positive memory of my childhood. <laughs>
1: I like that. Mm. That's always fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there's not a lot. There's not a lot that can be really said about female friendships in Harry Potter, but there's also a lot that can be said about what's not good about them. <laughs>
0: yeah, and like I feel like, I mean, Tonks. We brought her up, and like. Tonks is definitely in that tomboy category, but, like,
1: Tonks deserves girlfriends, like. (laughs) I think so. Uh, Girlfriends other than Hermione and Ginny just because they are convenient. Although I do rather enjoy some of the fic that I have read where the three of them just kind of sit down and just kind of, like, shake their heads about their respective men. Mm.
0: But, yeah, one of the things with Tonks being friends with, Ginny and Hermione is that she's seven and eight years older than them.
1: Yeah, she's a lot older than them.
0: Yeah, it, it's actually older than that because that uh, that's the Charlie age gap. So it, she's a good 10 years older than both of them. Yes. Which like she th- there's not a lot of characters in that age bracket aside from like you have bill and tonks and i feel like we should probably have more characters in that age bracket
1: uh, yeah like there, there's, there's there's a big gap in the wizarding world for ages mm. there, there's like there, which there, i you'd think that there would be more people
0: who they their childhood was during the first wizarding war they know exactly what they're in for again. Like they should be
1: active members of this of this group. Well, there's not many of them. So, yes, they really should be. Mm. Yeah, I think this is what makes it really, really easy to write OC and self-insert in Harry Potter mm. as well is because there are such broad age gaps and there are such massive gaps in a lot of the text when it concerns interpersonal relationships between all of the characters yeah um and like the highest percentage of writers on things like fanfiction.net and ao3 just to name a couple there was also the sugar quell back in the day are are women so of course they're going to fill the the void of female friendships Mm -hmm. uh they're going to fill them with their own characters which I think is a great thing
0: yeah the thing is like if you don't see yourself in a world you love of course you want to put someone who feels like you in there yeah absolutely and like while many people
1: aspire to be a Hermione like we also know that we're not oh yeah I'm definitely not I really 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 wanted to be a Hermione when I was at university and that's what I told myself every day and I I I wasn't. And that was, that was at least partially because you had totally untreated ADHD. Well, that was a hundred percent what it
0: was. (laughs) I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to blame all all of it. I'm just like, that's, that's fairly one note, but like, yeah, that, that's. No, no, it was a hundred percent what it was. (sighs) (sighs) I wanted to, to allow for you to contain multitudes, but like, obviously, if if that's the one thing that was really, really fucking you up,
1: then that's fair. Uh, yeah, no, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, untreated ADHD uh, killed a lot of my time mm-hmm. uh, at university by just existing. <laughs> mm, I could have been a lot more productive and I hated myself for a long time because I could have been a lot more productive, but little did I know. That I was not productive because my brain doesn't work properly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly giving um, consideration to asking my therapist if she can assess me for ADHD because holy shit.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. ADHD in women definitely goes untreated a lot, uh, and that's because we are more likely to have the inattentive type, inattentive type ADHD uh, than we are to have the hyperactivity disorder. Mm-hmm. So it goes untreated because how often have you heard a teacher say, "Oh, she's such a lovely girl. She just seems a bit off with the fairies sometimes." Mm. Mm. Mm, that's a big sign. Big sign.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of my report cards said, um, "Sophia is a very clever girl, but she needs to
1: apply herself." Yep. There you go. All of my reports are, all my all of my report cards said that, which was
0: something that was very off-putting because I thought I was trying real hard.
1: Mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really, 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 really demoralizing when uh, you put in every ounce of your effort and being and get told you should have tried harder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's probably
0: on the list. <laughs> that's something I need looked at.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I would uh, very much... Very 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 much uh encourage you and anyone listening uh to do that
0: because
1: mm. it does manifest completely differently in women uh and girls than it does in um in men yeah, and our testing criteria is predominantly against boys mm. and men, much like
0: um Well, this—if we're going to talk about generalized sexism, this is the episode to do it. Mm -hmm. It's only very recently that um, doctors are being taught how to recognize a heart attack in women. Yes, because that also manifests differently. Because those those symptoms are different. (laughs) Yes, very much. So very much so. Yeah, the um, the chest pain, the pain in the left arm, those are all symptoms that seem to manifest in a body with a lot of testosterone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's more likely that women will experience stiffness in the neck and um, I can't even remember what some of the other ones were because, again, these are not the ones that people are told to watch out for. (laughs) Yes. And it also doesn't help that – If men say that they're under stress, they get tested for signs that they will experience a heart attack. And when women complain of stress, they get sent to a psychologist.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, um, uh, hold on. I'm looking it up now because now I'm interested. Heart attack symptoms Hmm. in women, uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, or pain in the center of your chest. Pain or discomfort in one or both arms, in the back, neck, or jaw. And or stomach, shortness of breath, with or without chest discomfort, other signs such as breaking out in cold sweats, nauseas, and lightheadedness. Um, and as with men, uh, heart attack symptoms can include chest pain or discomfort, particularly in the left side. Uh, but mm. it's not as common. A lot of women report they feel like they have the flu, which is not a good feeling. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, uh much along the same line as ADHD autism in girls has previously been less detected.
1: Yes, it has. It absolutely has. Uh and that's because women are fucking different to men, you colossal fools. Mm. I don't know why it's terrible. And I do so wonder long. with with um
0: autism and ADHD, I do wonder if that's a matter of, like, an inherent difference or if it's a matter of conditioning. Mm, Potentially conditioning. Like, I mean, it could honestly be both, but, like, because girls are trained for empathy, Mm. um, like, it's less pronounced in women. (laughs) Um, the things that we look for regarding autism mm. just because you know we put more um, emphasis on, emphasis on just automatically teaching that to girls in a way that we don't teach it to boys. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so autistic girls can tend to mask, and that that that's the um, terminology that we use masking it mm-hmm. rather than you know, being less autistic. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you think of any other um, girls that we should talk about in this particular episode where we complain about how poorly served all of the girls are?
1: (laughs) Um, No, I think we should save like the adults and parents for next episode, like Bellatrix and uh, Narcissa. Uh, and also mm-hmm. Molly. Yes, I think I think
0: um, next episode, rather than just talking about friendships, I think we're talking about like just the lack
1: of depth in these characters. Yeah, like Bellatrix's whole pur- purpose is to be crazy, and Narcissa's whole purpose is to be the bad mum and the seemingly uncaring mum. And then Molly is the complete opposite of that, and she is the mum that cares about everybody, Mm. the stereotypes of parenthood.
0: Mm. I mean, Petunia can probably get in on this action as well. Yes.
1: Yes. All right. Yeah, we can talk about that though. This is something of a double episode. Yes, it's going to be a double episode. So stay tuned for next week. Um. Yes. Uh, so you can so you can find us on social media. I um, I'm at Ray as a writer. R a e is a writer on Twitter, and I have been using it a little bit more, but it's usually just for out of context D and D quotes. Um, so <laughs> yeah. enjoy, I guess. <laughs> and I'm at Raven.com. I
0: also run the Bronze Pig Media uh, Twitter, which I would like. I would like it if uh, we got a little bit more um, interaction there. I post a link to all of the episodes that go up for both um, uh, Potter Nonsense and Downton Down Under. Um, So that's a good place to discuss episodes. If you do have Twitter, we also have our Facebook group.
1: Yes, which uh, we do get a a bit of love on, so thank you for that. I I do like signing into Facebook and seeing questions or something.
0: Uh, yeah and just just a reminder we really really do want your um ideas for topics uh as as we mentioned on the last episode because we are concerned that we won't be able to keep this keep this show going if we run out of ideas
1: it's true um there's only so much you can do with a series that hasn't had a book written for it in 10 years And there's only so many ideas that two people can come up with. It's true. If you have anything you would like us to talk about or ramble about or, you know, see where the question takes us on a fun tangent, uh, please let us know. Yep. Twitter,
0: Facebook, email, it's all there and we would
1: love to hear from you. Absolutely. But until next time, toodles. Mischief Managed.
0: Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media or by email at BronzePigMedia at gmail.com. Bronze Pig Media. Oink!